Well, it's so good to see everybody again. I've been gone for two months. Did anybody miss me? Oh, yeah. Now I'm just pandering, right? Sorry. So, um, yes, I've been on sabbatical, so I had a great, uh, great time off, and I am refreshed and ready to go again. So, hold on. <laughs> Today we are talking about welcome, and we're talking about hospitality. It's part of the ministry discourse where Jesus is sending out his disciples, sends out you and me into the world to be his people, to be God's people in the world. And so I got to look at some examples of hospitality and customer service, and this story I really liked. It was kind of funny. So here we go. Have you ever called your cable provider and suffered through a customer service conversation? Yep, usually they are stilted and scripted all the way up to the last moment when the agent then hurriedly asks you, is there anything else I can help you with today? Is there anything else I can help you with today? There's actually nothing wrong with asking this, but it is also... um, Part of it's not meant sincerely in this time. It's a mismatch when um, a going. Uh, I'm sorry. When a, when a contact center agent is forced to ask the scripted question, even though the agent's call is being timed, they're not empowered to help you, and the supervisor is actually hoping that the agent won't have to provide any additional help because that will diminish their call throughput time, so their, their, um, their averages for the day. So this writer says, that mismatch always tempts me. He says, I want to respond, I've always wanted a pony. And I doubt that this would go over well with a stressed, unempowered telecom um, customer service rep. So, of course, he doesn't do that to her. However, he has playfully tried this on one or two companies that are known for their empowered employees and received some smart responses. And one of them came from a Georgia Peach um, uh, flight attendant. And so he he says, I want a pony. And she goes, we are plumb out of ponies. Bless your heart. <laughs> One time at a hotel, again, he, they said, is there anything else I can help you with today? And he said, I've always wanted a pony. And so the concierge says, okay, I'll work on that right away. Followed up with four printed pages in color of horses available within 25 miles for purchase that she slipped underneath her door and um, within minutes. And then it had an offer that she would go and pick up any that I fancied, assuming my credit card could hold the damage. <laughs> yes. Nothing wrong with asking, is there anything else I can help you with today? But it is in the way we say it. We need to mean it. We need to have a connection with one another. When we go out as God's people, we are going out as people who are to love, to serve, to accept, to forgive, to show mercy, all of those things. And so we are to go out as those people. We are also to be 
um, people who receive people with those qualities as well. We keep those qualities as children of God, whether we are receiving the hospitality or whether we're providing it. And that means that we are not surface people, but that we are people who are to connect with one another in God's body of Christ. And so the connection, though, you have to show empathy, relate to another person, also a bit of vulnerability. You can't just keep your wall up like everything's fine. So if you are to have an authentic encounter, an authentic welcome, then you too need to be authentic. So it is in that empathy that we come to this next story. So last summer, a family with a two-year-old son spent a weekend at a resort, and as they were packing up to leave for the airport, the mom realized her son had lost his favorite favorite, favorite toy. It happens to be a Thomas the Tank Engine toy. So she flagged down two employees and She explained what was at stake with her son being so disappointed that his Thomas toy was not around, and it would be heartbreaking for him. So we who have been around children who have lost their favorite toy, we get it, right? We all get that. And so the employees went out to search for it, but they could not find the lost Thomas train. But realizing how much this mattered to the guests, they agreed that together something must be done. So after the guests left the property for their flight home, the two employees drove to a toy store and purchased an absolute dead ringer of the original train for the little boy. And then they composed a note to the boy in the voice of the Thomas the Tank Engine, telling a sweet tale about the extended vacation the little locomotive had taken after being accidentally left behind. The account included adorable pictures of Thomas exploring the property, cooking in the Ritz-Carlton kitchen, wearing a miniature paper chef's hat, and more. Four days after the disappearance of the original Thomas, his replacement arrived by FedEx to an astonishment of the family. They connected. They connected. You know, in our post-COVID time, the thing that we have found that we have missed the most in that time we were apart is connection. Yes, we could FaceTime, We could talk on the phone. We could see each other through the internet and all of those great things. Hear each other on the, or or, hear service on the radio. And all of that is so great. I'm so grateful for all those medians. But it also gives us an excuse to stay behind a screen. It's easier. You don't have to come face to face with somebody because um, you just don't have to. So you can keep all of your things behind the facade you wear. You don't have to see the hurt in other people's eyes. You don't have to do much of anything when we stay behind. But once we come out and connect with one another, 
once we interact with each other, that's when the connection really happens. So when you look in each other's eyes, you have to see. You are forced to see the person as they are. And you are forced to be the person that God made you to be. And that is what God desires for us as life in community. We welcome each other as people of God. We go and we spend time with people as people of God, with love and service, forgiveness, mercy, and peace. I think our children have suffered a lot because they still stay behind their screens. It's easier, right? When you have your insecurities and your failings and you don't feel great about yourself some days, it's easier to interact distantly. It's harder to have the skills to meet one another face to face. And yet, that's what God calls us to do is to be people of God that encounter one another, that care for one another, that love one another, that accept one another, and that we show mercy, grace, and peace. And it is in this that we are sent out. This 4th of July weekend, well, it falls weirdly this week, but we might be doing some hosting or we might be doing some visiting. And so as we are people of God, we get to practice being people of God and showing that love. And also, here at Zion, it's important that when we come together as a community that we connect. And that's one of the reasons why these name tags are so important. Because once you know a person's name, there's an even deeper connection. God calls you by name. Amen.